Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The OG of Jets podcasting and blogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not, not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify. On Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome to There's Always Next Year, the podcast on the Play Like a Jet Network. I am your host, Brian Bassett, and you can follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. With me, as always, are my compatriots, Josh Conrad, who you can find on Twitter, Josh underscore Conrad, and Travis Milton, who you can also find on Twitter at Dash 37 Board 27. Uh, it feels surreal to be talking about the fact that on Sunday, the Jets shocked the world 20 to 17 with a win over the, uh, you know, number one ranked or, you know, very highly ranked, power ranked Buffalo Bills. Uh, Travis, how are you feeling about this win? What was your reaction to what you saw from this Jets team on Sunday? I am I'm currently doing my my good mood victory Monday routine, which is probably super bizarre to a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. I ended up with a day off, so I am I'm sitting here cleaning Jordans. It's it's like my happy place, and uh, <laughs> but I, I dude, it's like for real. Um, I was watching the game at the restaurant. Um, I was in the back uh, butchering a, a a hog, a, a whole pig. As one does. Um, As one does. With, yes. with the computer out. And uh, I got so amped. There's not a single other Jets fan in the kitchen. Um, <laughs> but I got so amped that everyone else got amped. And it, I turned around. And on that last series for the Bills, every single person in the kitchen was standing around me watching this last <laughs> series. And we all had the same reaction to Bryce Huff. Like we all, like I almost flipped a 200 pound pig off of a table. Um, <laughs> like my, my lead line cook, Ken is like jumping in the air, just like, woo, you know, like Whoa, Rick Flair style. Yeah. And like, like I've got like my other line cook, Zeke is just like, like high stepping it, like just screaming. Around and the it, kitchen. It, yep. it, it was crazy. Cause like, again, none of them are Jets fan, but everybody was just so stoked. And that last series was just so, 
Wow. So freaking awesome for the defense. Uh, yeah, we we all went nuts. Like uh, I'm, I'm wearing like a plastic butcher's, like a clear plastic butcher's apron over top of my Elijah Vera Tucker jersey <laughs> in the kitchen. Um, people in the dining room, as per usual, when I'm watching a Jets game, are like, what the fuck is going What's on? What's going on in there? What's going on yeah. in there? <laughs> There's a madman with a with a plastic blood smeared apron and a Jets jersey screaming with a meat cleaver in his hand. What yeah, is, what is exactly. In the yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it can't it can't look good to anyone. <laughs> that is fantastic. Yeah, I was um, I was following along at home. We had been out in the mountains uh, visiting some friends at their super awesome, uh, very old school cabin. And uh, and had returned and got back in time. And I sat down and I was watching the game, just kind of you know alone in my office, so I could just you know I I figured be miserable you know for three hours and you know just like you know hope was just you know by by the time halftime came, I'm like oh, man they're in this game like this is this, this is happening they're uh, you know they're they're actually playing well and then you know through the through the second half they you know held them tight and then. Um, yeah, you know that that series that that long drive with all the guns and James Robinson. Real. Oh God, yeah, dude, I was so yeah. stoked. Like, the, yeah, the O line, like watching Herbeg, watching freaking. I mean, that dude was on one man. Um, he was he was a madman on the line. Um, he is my my mm-hmm. one. I mean, there's so many standouts from from this from from that game. Yeah. But like Herbeg, like I I just watched that dude and I was just just so stoked watching him. Like the. Yeah. The the holes that he was opening up, like he was in it. He was he was going till you know two three seconds after the whistle blows on every single play, and and watching that, watching them run down the field and just run the ball straight down their throats um, was just so so satisfying. Amazing. Yeah, it was super satisfying. Josh, what did you think watching that game and kind of watching it yeah. unfold? How are you feeling about that? My gosh, it was it was awesome. I I have two uh, four year old twin boys, as as our our loyal listeners know. And um, last weekend brought them to the UConn Boston College homecoming game. The UConn won um, under Jim Mora, also affectionately known as Him Mora, because he's got <laughs> UConn football back to relevancy. Um, and they they just yelled "Go Huskies" um, constantly. And so. <laughs> We're watching the Jets and that drive, that 14 play, beautiful drive, just running play after running play after running play, um, capped off by Michael Carter. And uh, they, they they just yelled out, go Huskies. And I, it's, it's no fault of theirs. um, But as a, as a, as a father who was raised um, Jet fan sons, um, it's, it's time for optimism. It's time to start adding in some gangrene chants because, Man, does it does it just feel good? Six and three going into the bye week, beating the Bills, feeling like out of these three games, New England twice, the Bills sandwich in between with the bye week, that they had to win at least one or maybe even two. Um, blue last week, I was as down last week as I am high this week. Welcome to the roller coaster, friends. This is yes. this is what we wanted. We wanted roller coaster feelings, and we got them. Thanks for listening to Play Like a Jet. Just want to remind you that there's plenty of time for you to go over to prizepicks.com and make your daily fantasy entries on their player projections. Make sure you go to prizepicks.com using the promo code PLAJ and get in on the action because it's a lot of fun and it's really easy. Here's how it works. Pick two to five players and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win 
up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people, just you versus the projections available. You can do football, NFL, college football. You can do basketball, NBA, college basketball, NASCAR, UFC, whatever you want. It's all there at prizepicks.com. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's that simple. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with the promo code PLAJ. If you deposit 100 bucks, PrizePix will give you 100 bucks. If you deposit 50, PrizePix will give you 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code PLAJ at sign up for an instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's promo code PLAJ at prizepix.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. <laughs> to be as you know frustrated and annoyed as we were last week, to, and then to see what happened this week, and right, I mean, I think largely, I mean, there were a lot of differences. There were a lot of differences, but the biggest ones were, as best I could, you know, tell was, uh, you know, certainly this is a better level team than than the Jets all last week against the the Patriots, but you know, they they dealt with the pressure by getting Zach out of the pocket by you know doing RPO concepts where he could he could hand off the ball to um, to counteract the pressure and then and then uh, you know the defense played just as well as it did the, the prior week you know and you know maybe better I would say better based on who they were playing against um, so so yeah so and and Zach played within himself right he didn't make stupid decisions he didn't you know fade 20 20 yards back behind the line of scrimmage before he, you know, tried to bail out or figure it out. So, so yeah, we, we saw the things that we needed to see 
And this is what happens, right? This is what happens when the quarterback doesn't throw three interceptions. Like they, they can win Probably. close games against really good teams. Um, and, you know, I think people still see this as aberrational. Um, and so I guess that's my question to you, Josh. Like, do you think what you're witnessing here is was that an aberration? Well, the Jaguars beat the Bills last year, or do you think this is, uh, no. you know, m- another data point in what we have kind of been seeing play out I, over the season? Yeah, I think it's more indicative of of the philosophy and the identity that Robert Sala wants his team to have, which is play really, really great defense, get after the quarterback, um, really great corner play. I could spend all day just talking about. Mm. You're not going to get far down the list of best corners in the NFL <laughs> before you hit. Sauce Gardner, Sauce. And DJ Reed. Yeah. Um, it's fantastic. But no, I think I think that's that's their identity. They're taking on the identity of their coach, which is and and are there moments still? Obviously, last week, I think my my frustration coming from that there were two different competing philosophies. Zach Wilson wanting to run around like Kyler Murray and make make crazy plays down the field, and Robert Sala just wanting him to play within himself, take what the defense gives you, let's run the ball effectively. Um, and, and let's, let's get out of here with, with victories. Like it feels like the last two weeks, I mean, we'll see, cause you know, uh, coming out of a bye week you're hopeful mm-hmm. that we can go into new England, a really, really big game and feel like, like Zach Wilson's been convinced to trust Robert Sala, to trust this philosophy, put aside a lot of the individual, I want to make plays. I'm bored with throwing the ball away. I'm bored with punts and just trust the fact that you're going to get your chances like that. The, the completion the completion of Denzel Mims, which we all freaked out in the chat because I couldn't believe all the culmination in of our joy in that one single moment. Yeah. Um, and, and the Denzel Mims play feeling like, listen, Zach, you're going to get your shots eight to ten times a game. You're going to get a chance to take a shot, but you don't need to do it 25 times a game. You don't need to do it 15 times a game. We need you to take occasional shots, and we're going to run the ball really effectively. Let's just win football games. Like, be known as a quarterback that wins football games. Like, it's better than that. Nothing's better than that. And so, you know, a year and a half in, are we going to see some ups and downs still? I, I definitely think so. Um, I'm hopeful that yesterday's philosophy is the one that wins out because that's the, that's the one that's producing winning winning football games right now. Zach Wilson mm-hmm. is not nearly as as accurate and wise with, you know, getting things off platform that maybe he thinks he is. And so maybe leaning into – the coaching room and leading into the philosophy of their head coach is getting through to him. Um, that's, that's my big takeaway is that I think we went into the game with two competing philosophies and the one that wins games is the one that Zach's going to have to adjust to if he wants to win uh, for the long run here with his organization. Yeah. You know, if you hadn't read Peter King's article on um, uh, you know, football morning in America on Monday, uh, he he leads with uh, with Robert Sala and the Jets and their win over the Bills, um, and he talks about how Sala had you know read some of Parcells' stuff from his time in New York, and I can't remember the exact quote, but it's something to the effect of you know either it's like elation or you know utter disaster you know when you're when you're the coach in New York, and so you know Sala understood that understood that that psyche of kind of the New York sports fan of the of the you know Jets or Giants fan. And, um, and so, you know, King is asking, they're talking about that and asking him about that. And, uh, you know, like after week one, I believe Robert Sala was talking about, you know, um, you know, I'm taking receipts on everybody who doesn't believe in this team. And, you know, he, so basically King says something like, you know, it was as if, you know, Sala was inviting the scorn. And so this is the quote from Robert Sala after, um, 
you know, in talking to Peter King, you know, he said, you know, did you want the scorn, you know, to kind of to get that scorn of like, we're taking receipts. He said, you know, I did, you know, until you're here, you don't realize it, but there was so much negativity, so much raining down on a young football team. You know, we are so young. I just felt like it was important to kind of deflect the attention off the players and bring it on me. Sounds like another former Jets coach, uh, you know, um, that it was going to come down to me. Anytime you challenge the media, they're going to come out guns blazing. Um, and then he, he goes on to say, you know, we have such a young group. They're so talented. I believe in them. I just wanted them to have a chance. That statement was more about allowing them to go play freely and shouldering the criticism myself in a world of social media. These kids are impressionable. They have feelings too. It's like, shoot, if they just play football, just play, feel free, play the game they've loved since they were kids. They're going to be pretty good. Um, and so that's his quote on this team and kind of, you know, what he was trying to do coming out of the, um, the, the game against Baltimore. Um, yeah. And I, I don't doubt that that was his intent, uh, but it seems like it, you know, he has tried to give this team the space they need to figure things out and grow a little yeah. bit and mature a little bit and come to their own, you know, you know, whatever team culture. And it sounds like they're doing it. I mean, despite yeah. all the injuries, Travis, right? Like, this team seems to be breeding its own culture and you could start anywhere with that. But like one place I'm curious about is like the offensive line, right? Like this group is not as advertised, but they just went out and dominated one of the best defensive lines and just ran the ball and imposed their will on this defensive line. Like what was your thoughts watching that it, offense? It wasn't work? just that. I mean, it was, it was a better pocket. Pass blocking was good. Um, I, I got to tell you, like, if if they if if I could if I could put an offensive line coach, and I know I'm I'm always overly critical of the offensive line, but it's out of love. Um, <laughs> out of love. If I could put a, a offensive line coach up for for coach of the year, I would put Benton up there. I mean, the amount of shuffling that has had to be done on yeah. that line, and you know, we're still at you we're still you know coming out of games averaging you know five point eight six point two yards per carry, you know. Um, it, we we allowed, you know, the, my my biggest step forward that I saw in that game, and the pun is completely intended in that was Zach Wilson stepping up in the pocket, um, and that's mm-hmm. what those guys did. They kept they kept a pocket for him to be able to do that, uh, and you know it's it's just so amazing. You know, I I know I already gushed about about Herbeg, but uh, mm-hmm. I mean McGovern, you know, he had a great game. Um, it's it's just it's just insane to me like the job that that he has been able to do with completely piecemealing that offensive line not just for a season but literally game by game pretty much um yeah i uh it, it's it's just so good to to see them do that and and to see them do that after uh AVT went down number 1 but number 2 after Brees Hall cuz i know a lot of people said you know they're not going to be able to duplicate uh the kind of running attack that they have, and obviously style wise, you know, that's, that's not going to happen, but, but they're still going to be able to run the ball. Michael Carter's great. And they're just doing a phenomenal job. And Benton is doing a great job of putting these guys, you know, in, in the right mindsets to, to be able to succeed, not necessarily knowing where you're going to be on an offensive line <laughs> any given yeah. week or who's going to be beside you. I mean, that's, that's just insane to me. And I think that, that it's a Herculean effort that is, is going grossly uh, overlooked. And that's, you couple that, right? Because if you couple that with, so Zach Wilson yesterday on, on, on pass plays that took 
where he got the ball out under two and a half seconds, which is kind of the clock in your head you have to have as an NFL quarterback. He was 16 of 18. Like, there's 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 just a rhythm that that offensive line is expecting him to be in so that they're blocking for what they're expected to, and the quarterback's going to get rid of the ball. And so him stepping up into the pocket, trusting that kind of I'm – not, I'm not going to call it makeshift because, like, it is – it's been through some stuff. I mean, you add ABT back Tetris. into this. You add, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like it's yeah. you add you add some of those guys back in. Maybe he's got three, three and a half seconds. But if you got two and a half seconds in the NFL, it's kind of what what's going to be given to you on a play by play basis. Sixteen of eighteen is Hall of Fame stuff. So it is simple. It is simple. If if Zach Wilson gets the ball out with the pocket protection that he he should expect from where the offensive line is right now, they could be very successful throwing the ball alongside the aggressive run style that they have. So offensively, it feels like the pieces are all there. The evidence is there halfway through the season. If Zach Wilson can trust them and we can just sustain the offensive line that we have for more than two weeks at a time, like, like it feels like we could really be onto something. Yeah. And uh, I think it, it is amazing to think about that and think about that they should start to get some players back. Right. So is the idea that Max Mitchell might return, after the bye, is there anybody else that might come back after the bye? I mean, it's it's looking. I mean, George Fant is looking like he's going to be the, the quickest one up off of the bye. Although, it, it, from what I've read, it's kind of been shrouded in secrecy where either of them are at. Um, but yeah, I, I really feel like uh, just based off of timelines and severity of injury, Fant would probably be the first one back, um, and he's probably the most integral one to come back. Um, and and but you know again like uh, seeing what Harbeck's doing you know out there it's like I I don't know I don't you know I don't know if you don't leave mm-hmm. somebody in the bench yeah. and let that go like I, I that, that was going to be my question is even if you have Fant or you have Mitchell like I think Mitchell's played great when when he was there um, and Fant you know didn't get off to a great start this year so so what do you do with that like do you uh, I mean you're you're the lineman here so like continuity is almost as important as ability or I mean I certainly think ability is great but continuity matters too right that has to be accounted for right Travis it it is but but one thing that that's been so impressive and again this is why I'm 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 lauding praises of on coach Benton over here uh is that that we've we've bucked that trend like we've we've had a more than serviceable offensive line pretty much every week of the season there's been you know multiple points in a game where it's been not great or somebody somebody one of the members of the line has had a bad game like Tomlinson or you know whoever but I, I I'm almost at a ride the hot hand kind of thought process mm-hmm. on this it's like yeah like these two guys have or you know at least uh Fant has a has a better pedigree he had a great year last year he didn't get off to a great year this year but you know he did show he was probably better on the right side than the left side and you know do you do you bring him off of injury and and plug him in and sit Herbig do you bring him along slowly um you know I don't know but I'm I'm almost at the the you keep that continuity and and go because they it's it's the hot hand until until it starts to falter yeah, I, I think I think you're right. I mean, if 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 anything, just don't rush a player back, right? If yeah. a player is questionable, let them sit. If you know, it seems like the team can kind of hold this together and make this work. Um, you know, let them sit. 
Um, but, uh, but yeah, like I, 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 I want the team to have the ability to get healthy because right. If the team is now six and three, you look at the back half of the schedule, Josh, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to make any predictions here, but you know, they're in the best position that they've been in. I, I, and I can't remember how long to actually, you know, be relevant come, you know, Christmas time, new years. Like what, what do you think about in in terms of, players that are healthy or, you know, you know, trying to get healthy, what do you do with the team as they currently are? And obviously I think we need to talk about Sheldon Rankins too, right? sounds like he's going to be out for a while. You know, what what do you think with this team and trying to manage them so that, you know, they're kind of at their best come, you know, early to mid December. I think we lost Josh. Oh, Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) Well, he said he was driving along on the the road, so it might not be the best. What would you do? What? what, Yeah. I mean, what do you think about Sheldon Rankins? How much does he affect this defensive line? Obviously Ulbrich is a big fan of the rotation, Travis. Um, Yeah. What what do you, I think it's going to bring some opportunities for somebody like uh, Tenzel Smart off of uh, the practice squad. He had a really good free season. Um, I also think that we're going to see JFM more on the inside. Uh, and give a little bit more time to JJ and Huff, which I part of me loves and part of me hates because, like right now, uh, this rotation is finally like I, I think it's finally catching its stride. I know early in the season, I, I, I know I was bitching about it. I know a lot of people were bitching about the fact that you know why why is Quentin Williams playing X amount of snaps? Quentin Williams is pissed off because he's only playing X amount of snaps. Why isn't Bryce Huff on the field more often? Um, but, I mean, you see how fresh these guys are when you've got people like Huff that aren't even coming in until the second half. Uh, <laughs> and, and you know, I'd, I'd love to keep that amount of freshness. And I think that, you know, bringing somebody like Smart into the fold and moving JFM, you know, uh, into some snaps on the inside, I, th- I think that's a, a good way to go. They've got Marshall off the practice squad who, who's fine. Uh, but Rankins is a big, big uh, – Big loss, uh, but as I was telling you guys earlier, I mean the amount of bullets that we dodge, like no uh, no shade to to Sheldon Rankins, but like he is he is the the best case scenario of what could have mm-hmm. happened with when Williams, you know, getting tackled by his brother on the sideline with Garrett Wilson going out for a couple plays. You know, the scare with Zach Wilson, Zach, uh, yeah. the scare mm-hmm. with DJ Reed. Um, you know, I, I think that that's probably the most fixable point that we have because, you know, we're rotating 10 guys right now in and out of this line. So um, take one guy out. We're still rotating nine and it's it's next man up. Um, it's it's unfortunate and his size will be missed. But um, but I don't think it's going to be that terrible. And, you know, as, as a whole, you know, I, I, Josh was talking about the amount of time that that uh, Zach had to throw, you know, his, his, his kind of two second mark. Um, I think the biggest thing for the rest of the season is, is managing within that, you know, expanding on the running game, managing within that, that, uh, and, and game and play and, and, and play calling within that. And I think, uh, LaFleur is starting to get into the zone on doing that because, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons why Elijah, uh, uh, Elijah is not getting targets. Uh, yeah. when, when you've, when, when you've got a two second, you know, release point and, and that's really about you're pushing it on the amount of time you have w- before a pocket collapses within that. And he's running go routes, you know, th- there's not the time for his route to, to necessarily develop. Um, so yeah, I think that's a great kind of, point is he's more of kind of a, you know, 
I mean, I don't know. I think he could play in the middle. I think he could play the Tyler Lockett he role. He definitely or could, but within but, the spot that he's playing, yeah, yeah that's one of right. the. That's he's one of the more the Tyreek type. Yeah, that's the why moves, he's not necessarily get getting targets. Yeah. It's yeah, you know, the the more I watched that game, you know, I was watching him run go route, go route, go route. Then that weird little uh, carousel route in in the in the backfield that he was running. Um, but. You know, it was it it was I think it was less of Zach not getting to that read or missing that read. Um, it was the fact that it's that his his route does not have the time to develop by the time he's got to get the ball out. Um, so I, I think that's one thing that that's probably going to get tweaked as we go along. Um, I think that 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 first step was getting Zach into that stepping up into the pocket, really seeing the amount of time we have for plays to develop. And I think it's going to get better as we go along. Yeah, um, we haven't talked about Sauce Gardner nearly enough, Andy J. Reed, and the, and the secondary all in all. Um, uh, if I were to tell you that um, Stefan Diggs was going to have 10 targets in this game, like would that have you know scared you or worried you? Um, uh, I, think, I think I would have said yes, it would definitely worry me if, if, if Stefan Diggs gets 10 targets because he's going to put up. 150 He's yards on 10 yeah, exactly. right, yeah. And and what what ended up happening was right. He only caught five balls. He um he had put up. I can't remember what it was uh total yardage, but like uh, if it was like 50 or 90, maybe it was 90 it yards. Was 93. It was 90, he had yeah, one yard. Three yards. Wilson. Yeah. Yeah. And no. And the bulk there. of that came on that first play. Right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That so, first play. So right. Crimmins. Right. Yeah. Which you know, Sauce got beat on. You know, it was kind of a tough play there, but um. But, you know, when you look over the course of the game, it's like, absolutely, I, I will take that. I mean, to hold Stefan Diggs to that sort of an output, you know, the week after he basically, you know, was, you know, coming out of the uh, whatever the, um, you know, if you watch the Green Bay game, you know, he's co- they're coming out of the whatever the tunnel and he is they're yelling at each other from the moment the game starts. He and Jair Alexander and, you know, he tore Alexander apart destroyed in him. that game destroyed him. Jerry Alexander is one of the top five corners in the NFL. And then the very next week he plays sauce Gardner and right. He only gets 90 yards, no touchdowns on, on 10 targets. Like well, the one it. thing that I think everyone is missing, like Gardner wasn't on da- Gardner was That's mostly true. You're right. on it was Davis. Yeah. Like, it was that Reed. was mostly Reed had a lot. Yes. That's a great point. Yes. You're right. You know, a Number lot of four was on him. Most of the yes. Like, oh, you know, sauce Reed shut him down. I'm like, well, or sauce shut him down. And like, I'm not, not taking anything away from sauce. No, sauce no. had a great freaking game. game. He destroyed, you're he right. destroyed Gabe Davis. Um, and when he was on digs, he was great outside of that first play, but that was mostly DJ Reed. Yes, DJ Reed right. is the Credit unsung dude. Um, of this defense, in my opinion, and and I, I said this in the text thread during the game, like he might be, in my opinion, the best free agent pickup we've had in 15 years. Um, I agree. I agree. I mean, his kind of, you know, solid play, clear leadership, you know, kind of quiet leadership, um, but just the way that he um, interacts with his battery mates and, you know, to hear him say after the game, you know, when Sauce, you know, got that pick, like, you know, it makes him want to get a pick. But, you know, then he, you know, he's telling Sauce right after that interception, like, you just, you just basically, you want us the game. Like, if we go, if we go score a touchdown on this drive, that's your touchdown. Like, these guys yeah. are there for each other. They are cheering for each other. You know, they, it's them against the world. And, you know, to have someone 
you know, who is a veteran and who is a high level player. Maybe he does not have all the same gifts and attributes that someone like Sauce Gardner has, you know, at as young an age. But to think that this is a guy who could play together with Sauce for a couple years and, you know, kind of. I think Sauce is going to be a player in his own regard, but I think Sauce will continue to look up to a player like Reed because he plays so strong and because, you know, and and because he commands that respect just by the way he goes out and does his job um, and, you know, and talks to his teammates. Like, I I mean, I I love the fact that we're going to get that pairing for a couple of years. Like that's very exciting. That that relationship and that dichotomy, I think, is just a really big example of one of the, the best things that Salah brings to the table. And it, it goes mm-hmm. back to what you were talking about earlier. Of, you know, he's kind of he's kind of built upon the fact that, you know, there's this us against the world mentality that they should have. But as as he says, like they're 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 too young to you know, to not have the swagger. And, you know, he, he just I, I think that he he builds on that, and like they look to each other so much. One of my my favorite examples of that was if, if you actually watch the tape on that Denzel Mims catch that we all went nuts over. Mm-hmm. Garrett Wilson was wide freaking open, and he was literally like flagging. He looked frustrated yeah. as hell trying to like trying to get Zach to get him the ball. But he was the first person on Mims jumping in the air, going nuts <laughs> over the fact that Mims made that catch instead of pouting in the corner because he didn't get the freaking ball because I mean, he, he very well might have gotten a touchdown. Who knows? Um, yeah. yeah I mean, but I mean, Mims, you know, very well could they have got the in, first in, down in some world, but he got the first needed. down. Yeah. You know, it, it, he got what was needed. You know, it was a huge thing for Mims. And I think everybody, everybody knew how big that was just for him as a person and nobody could be mad, you know, about getting, you know, not getting the ball or anything like that. And like, that's what I love. Like looking at, looking at these cats, they love playing together. They, you know, there's, there's very few me guys on the team. And I think we know who those guys are or that guy. Um, But you know, it's, it's, it's so cool and refreshing to see. Yeah. I, I think that that's exactly right. And, and, but to see the players that are, you know, let's say working out what their role in the larger kind of system is here. Um, and right. Are they going to, you know, be part of this and, you know, be part of this team and, and right. If you, if you can go through this experience, even if the stats don't reflect it, like if your team is good and you're a good player, like the stats don't matter as much as the results that your team put together. And like, you know, there's still going to be the ability to kind of make a highlight reel tape for whatever team you play on next to show, you know, yeah, I didn't get the ball on this play, but I was way open and I cleared out, you know, such and such for, uh, for this other receiver, you know, or I was blocking, you know, on this down, you know, when, when, you know, I, I was not involved and I was, you know, 15 yards away from where the action actually happened, right? Like yeah. that's the kind of stuff that GMs actually look for and oh, care about. Fun. And that's a big reason why certain players, you know, get big contracts, even if they don't have the stats necessarily. Now they're going to get big contracts regardless because that's the way salary cap's going. But yeah, like, I, I mean, I get it, but I think, right. There's something to be part of a larger team. And I mean, yeah, so we're, we're, we're seeing that. So um, th- yeah, it's, it's very exciting. It's, it's a, it's a great week to be a Jets fan. The Jets obviously go into the buy. Um, uh, we will see about next week. We'll find a time to, uh, we'll, we'll get with Scott. We'll find a time to, to post some content 
next week that's maybe a little less less jets related but nevertheless fun um <laughs> travis we are now into november i need to know before we go what is one simple and delicious recipe that most folks could do at home uh for thanksgiving is there they're, they're going to be thinking about and preparing their menus um and uh, hopefully it'll be a celebratory week in the uh uh, when, when Thanksgiving comes around, the Jets will be having even more victories. But like, what's one simple thing that people can make uh, for Thanksgiving that they probably don't make and should? Well, considering like I, I know like at least the bulk of the listeners that I've met uh, are in New York, they've probably they probably don't yes. have this very often, if ever. Fucking pimento cheese. It's it's a huge thing down here. Um, you know, my I always every time I. I Either even if I'm cooking at the restaurant, if I'm cooking at home, you know, Thanksgiving or like a big meal kind of like that, I've always got pimento cheese up because it always buys me more time in the kitchen. It gets people <laughs> out of my way in the kitchen. You know, it's it's, yes. it's a crowd pleaser. I mean, it's fucking cheese and like mayonnaise and peppers with like salty crackers and cheese. it's it's perfect. Like it's so uh, good. Pimento cheese all day long. Serve it with some like I know I know no one in New York knows what the hell country ham is or like Virginia country ham, like salty country ham. Just, just go get super salty ham. Fine. Like yeah, it's yeah, prosciutto. It's, prosciutto it's just, is a just fine just substitute. Redneck prosciutto. Uh-huh. Yeah, redneck prosciutto is country ham. That's right. <laughs> go get some go get some prosciutto or or some redneck, you know, prosciutto and, and put that out with it and some pickles and you're you're gonna be in heaven. Um it's uh it's definitely my favorite thing to put out uh it's quick I love it's it. easy you can have it in your fridge um i used to have people begging me for like pints and quarts of it every every christmas yes. and, and thanksgiving so i use i i know yours is a little different but i don't i don't i don't think i have your recipe so i use your buddy sean brock's recipe from his from his cookbook and i i've made it i don't know how many times and you know i'm a i'm a carpetbagger yankee uh, you know, in, in the midst of a bunch of Southern people and I'll make this p- pimento cheese. And I always get comments about like, this is really good. Like, how did you make this? How did you know to make pimento cheese? Um, and it's like, yeah, you know, just use Sean Brock recipe. I don't have yeah. ramps. He has ramps in his, and I just, yeah, use, he I just chop up a bunch and, of pickles. And, yeah. yeah. It, you can, you can use pickles. You can use Jardinier. I mean, like, um, I've gotten super crazy with it many, many times with what pickles yeah. and whatever goes in there. But yeah, it's 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 always going to be a crowd pleaser. There's going to be people that are like, "What the fuck is this? What this is fucking great!" Um, just go with it. <laughs> just yeah. do it, Nike. It's, yeah, just do it. Just do it. All right. Well, good. Well, thank you. That's that's helpful. That'll help people as they're planning and putting their their holiday uh, Out, holiday list that, together. I would say I would say whiskey. Like that's that's <laughs> the the quickest, easiest crowd well. pleaser. That is definitely a crowd pleaser. Yeah. And I think you, you deserve one after the game yesterday. I know Josh deserves one. So for Josh and Travis, uh, we are so excited that this team is seemingly coalescing, coming together, playing inside themselves, but also playing beyond what people are expecting them. So we're excited to, to see what happens. I think this is going to be a different team than saw the Patriots, uh, you know, uh, last week, two, two weeks from now. So, um, so thanks. Stay tuned. Make sure to rate and review the feed. If you have not done that, please do that. And we will see you all next week. Thank you. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. 
creating an audio ad is time consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did to create this ad. To learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai. Anatomy of an ad. Subconsciously trigger emotions through music. Perfect. Define an opportunity. Imagine talking to millions of people across the U.S. like I am now. Identify a problem. Creating an audio ad is time-consuming. Offer a solution. Utilize cutting-edge AI. Imagine creating all that in under 30 seconds. Well, we did. To create this ad, to learn more about AI in the audio industry, download the white paper from audiostack.ai.